0: Hey there. Thank you so much for choosing to press play on this podcast, Awaken the Extraordinary. My name is Christy, and I started this podcast because I got tired of feeling less than. I got tired of accepting less than what I thought I deserved. And when I became pregnant with my son in 2017, I really began to get curious about myself and why I thought the way I thought and why I did the things that i did and that really spawned this journey that i continue to be on to be a better version of myself and part of that is looking at experiences that i have and looking at them with a magnifying glass and trying to understand either another person or myself and why I respond the way that I respond or what emotions something elicits in me and why, because I really do want to be the best version of myself, one for my son and two for me. And I know so many people are on a similar journey. And if I can help you by sharing experiences from my life, realizations that I've had from my experiences, that's what I wanna do. So that's what Awaken the Extraordinary is about. Thanks for joining me on this journey and let's get on with the episode. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to Awaken the Extraordinary. I hope you have had an amazing summer. I cannot believe that we are approaching the end of September in Montana. It's actually starting to feel like fall, like it It is cold in the morning. Yesterday, I wore my puffy jacket. I would not be surprised to see snow on the mountains in a few weeks. Last year, we actually got our first snowfall on October 21st. And if you're wondering why I remember the exact date, it's because it's also the day that Hallmark Channel started airing their Christmas movies. (laughs) So I was like... Montana weather and a Hallmark channel, like are they in cahoots with each other to make it feel very Christmassy for me? Um, It's a very arrogant way to (laughs) look at the the seasons and the change in weather, but I don't know. I, I liked that we had snow on the day the Christmas movies started. So what is coming to mind is, for me, I have really started using my Peloton bike. Um, I mean a lot. And one of my favorite instructors is Cody Rigsby and he is just so fun. His playlists are amazing, which that is really what keeps me coming back. I think it's a combination of the playlists and just his personality And, you know, there, there are moments where he says certain things that I'm like, well, okay. But overall, I just, I love his vibe. I love just the energy he puts out and I'm currently reading his book right now and it is very Cody Rigsby. Um, But one of the things that he talked about in one of the classes recently was, I, I guess people are talking about feral girl fall. And I don't know if that just means that you are just being um all sorts of crazy and, and spreading the love around. <laughs> but it's just like it's this phrase that has taken up residence in my head. And, you know, he's like, I just want to be like a background character. Like, I just want to be the barista in the back that you barely see. Like, that's what I want because I just don't have the energy anymore and that's really how I think many of us are feeling I I don't know if we've ever fully recovered from just kind of 2020 and the impact that all of us have felt and continue to feel like I don't know if we're all fully recovered yet and I don't know that we ever will be but I feel like there are certainly those days where life is a lot. Life is exhausting. And as much as we're told, like, you you need to be the main character in your story, sometimes, yeah, I wouldn't mind being in the background. I wouldn't mind playing a supporting character and just kind of watching everything unfold in front of me and just have, like, you know, the popcorn, Michael Jackson, thriller meme, and just kind of watch everything. It's it's a lot of work and it's a lot of energy to be the main character all the time, which coincidentally enough, kind of brings me to one of the things that I wanted to talk about once the podcast resumed. I had a couple of things that I wanted to talk about tonight. I'm recording at night. You're listening to this. I I don't know. It's dropping in the morning, whatever. <laughs> so... I had a couple of things on my mind that I wanted to talk about when I hit record, and I hadn't really decided where I was going to go with it. But I guess like the Cody Rigsby story kind of helped point me in a certain direction. So I wanted to talk about rest and taking a step back from all of the hustling, all of the grinding, all of the rising, all of the grinding. I mean, the only kind of grinding that I am here for is like coffee grinds. Um, Never use grinder, you know. But anyway, should I have used grinder? I I don't know. I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know. But anyway, we live in this hustle and grind culture. We live in a world where being productive is really an indicator of how valuable and how worthy we are as human beings, as employees. It, it's just kind of like, oh, I can sleep when I'm dead mentality. And I know that I've talked about it before, but I realized this a couple of times recently when it came to my workouts. I love how this all happened organically. This conversation just happened organically. I wasn't planning on quoting Cody Rigsby. I worked out Quite consistently um, from the age of 30 to about 39. Um when my husband and I, we were engaged at the time, when we broke up, I needed to find a way to occupy my time because my world had revolved around him for three and a half years. And I was living at home with my parents, living with my mother was not easy and really not good for my mental health so i really started trying to find ways to keep myself out of the house and you know all of my friends were attached i didn't have you know a a ton of money at the time and i i was just like i don't know what to do so i would just go walking um I lived in Chula Vista at the time. There was a marina nearby. I mean, there still is a marina there and I would just go walking. What I would do is I would go home. I would pack up my dog, Snickers and Twinkie, and then I would drive to the marina, which was about like 10 minutes away. And they would just hang out in my car while I went walking and, or they would actually go with me. They were pretty young. So they would, um, they would go walking with me. And then I, started running, like I would go, okay, let me run from this phone pole to that phone pole. And so I would do that and then I would walk the rest of the way. And then the next day it would be like, okay, I ran to this phone pole yesterday. I'm going to run to that phone pole today. And I just started increasing it. And, you know, when I was getting to the point where I was running seven miles a night, Uh, The dogs were not with me. They were hanging out in the car, but, you know, they were still with me. And that really got me into the habit of being active. I was never active, like, my entire life. I hated PE. Like, I hated when we had to run the mile and I wasn't in any sports. Like, I was not athletic at all. So to suddenly be doing this was, like, pretty cool. And so it got me into trying different things. You know, I ran races. I ran 5Ks and 10Ks and half marathons and a couple of full marathons. I did obstacle course races. I did Spartans Um, in, I think it was January of 2014. I started doing the race series at Disneyland with Run Disney and ran my last Run Disney race in September of 2017 at 7 months pregnant I wanted to do the one in November but with my due date being November 28th and I think the race being like early to mid November my husband was like no that's not happening so <laughs> he was afraid I would go into labor on the streets of Anaheim and that's probably what would have happened so yeah the the last race I did was September of 2017 and after I had my son I Worked out a few times, so we were also going. in In addition to running, we were also going to a, a boot camp three times a week, but it was only offered three times a week, so it was only available like Saturday mornings at seven thirty, and then I think Tuesdays and Thursdays at five thirty p.m. And with a baby, those times just didn't work, so. You know, I worked out a couple of times with our coach um, when I was on maternity leave, you know, once I was cleared, medically cleared, but um, I was not consistent about my workouts. It was just really hard. You know, once my son got older, I would try to sneak out of the house early um, on Saturday or Sunday mornings to try to get a walk or, you know, whatever sort of running I could do in and more often than not, like as soon as I would. Crack the door open, he would wake up. And I just, I just didn't like not working out. But then I just got into the habit of not working out. Then in February of 2020, I, or January of 2020, I had gone to this women's boot camp um, near where we lived. And I was really starting to get back into my, my zone, like Brittany said, you know, my zone. And then COVID hit. (laughs) So I was like, well, crap, what, what do I do? And I mean, then for a while, nobody did anything. Right. And so there I go again, back to just not doing anything. And working out is a great stress release for me. Um, when I was actually getting anxiety attacks, I went to the emergency room and I remember the doctor that saw me was like, you, you need some sort of physical outlet to get some of this stress and and anxiety out. And, um, I didn't work out. I didn't start working out after that either, but I noticed, you know, it really did help my, my mental state. And I always felt like I was doing something for me. Like I was doing something to better myself, to take care of myself, you know? And then when I worked out, I also ate better. So I was just really kind of like in this, this funky slump and January of this year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a Peloton. I think they were like 500 bucks off. I have a wellness reimbursement through work. It's for like a grand. So pretty much the majority of it was covered. And so I got the Peloton in April. And my neighbor, who lives, you know, two houses down, is a, a very active person. And You know, she had a Peloton bike, and, you know, I would tell her, Yeah, like I got it, blah, blah, blah. But then I didn't like, I didn't know how to use it. I didn't know how to set it up, like the cleats, I didn't know how to put any of those on. And so I needed a large chunk of time so that I could like review all of that. And with having a five year old child and having the five year old child that I have, large chunks of time i i they're impossible they're impossible for me to have if we are at the house together like right now i'm in my office out of the house recording this because i can't i can't do this with him and then i can't do it living in a house with four other people and four dogs it just doesn't work so the peloton sat there collecting dust it's in the garage so it wasn't it wasn't used as a clothes rack Um, But it just sat there. And then I think like a few months later, I was like, can you come up and just show me like how to do all of this? And, you know, she came up and my husband had set up the cleats for me and she showed me like how to set up the bike. And I used it a couple of times. And then I think I got my eyebrows done for the first time and you're not supposed to sweat or anything. So didn't use it. Then I used it again and I think I hurt my knee. Like I think I went running or I did something. My knees are kind of funky probably from all the running I did. So I couldn't do anything for a while. And then once we came back from visiting my dad in Arizona, so like early june um i was like you know i just i need to do this like i need to do this for me i didn't like the way that i felt and i just i missed working out and i was like there's really no excuse um i just now like if i want to get the workout in i need to wake up early like that's what it is it's like i need to wake up in the mornings and I've been doing that. I think I'm on a 15-week streak. Um, I've not missed a day of logging into the app since, I think, the end of June. And I am a bit OCD when it comes to working out, which, like, back in 2008, 2009, um, wasn't great for me. As I mentioned earlier, you know, I ran seven miles a day. And I could not run less than seven miles a day. I would take one day off, but if I was running, it had to be at least seven miles. So I understand that there is this thing in me where I, I do get a bit like OCD when it comes to working out. And so it's something that I really try to be mindful of because I know how easy it is for me to fall into that behavior. And I think for me I just like seeing that I'm staying consistent with something. And this is kind of leading me to where I I want to be going in this episode. So we live in this culture where we are hustling, where we are grinding, where we're rising and we're grinding, where our value and our worth, even though we're not, even though we're told, oh no, no, like it that should not be it. It your value and worth should not be based on like how productive you are or how much you contribute. I I look at like the people that I work with, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like the people that work all hours or send emails on the weekends. Like, those are the people that get new positions. Those are the people that get promoted. The people, honestly, I feel like, like me, like where I have boundaries in place, like, I don't get promoted. I'm in the same position that I was in, like, when I started, like, four and a half years ago. And I know that I add more value to the team. And I also know, I'm not willing to extend myself beyond the boundaries that I've established. And I also know that my value and my worth as a person is not dictated or determined by the people who determine what I get paid, you know? And I would love for us to live in a world where we don't feel like if we have a Sunday where we just hang around the house in our pajamas and we watch TV where it's not considered like, oh, it's a lazy Sunday. Why is it a lazy Sunday? You're resting, you're relaxing. Why is that lazy? It's not. And I met somebody here in Montana and when we were having coffee one day, she was talking about kind of like this coaching program that she has where it's basically seasonally based living. And I don't know if I'm like capturing that accurately, but it's this seasonally based living where what you were doing in life is aligned with like The seasons. And I think you know, like if you're listening, and let's say you're in San Diego, there's not a lot of seasonal change, right? But when you think about it, like spring is when like everything like comes to life, like new life is emerging. I think you have summer where things are thriving, things are operating maybe at maximum capacity, and then you have fall where things start to slow down, and then you have winter where a lot of things just stop. And she was talking about like living in alignment with that and, you know, saying like, look at like a tree, like a tree is not green, you know, in, in most circumstances, like a, a tree is not green all year, like flowers don't bloom all year. There are times where things like slow down. There are times where things just like die. You know, like I look at the trees here. This was the first time I've ever lived somewhere where there was actually like a seasonal change. And then all those leaves fall off of those freaking trees. There's nothing. They're bare. There's nothing there. And then in the spring, like you see these little like pieces of green start to appear And then like suddenly everything is in full bloom. And when she was talking to me about that, I was like, gosh, you know, that that really does make so much sense. And I think maybe I had thought about it before, but I never really thought about it before, if that makes sense. So that's kind of heightened my awareness to really the importance of slowing down and just kind of letting things be like us not always having to be in this go, go, go state. And that's one of the things that I I do like about Montana, like versus where we came from in California is, you know, everything was very go, go, go. And there are definitely aspects of the the slower approach to life that I like here. I will admit, I do get kind of bored. I think if I had my own place, it would probably be a very different situation. But I do get bored here. But I also spent 44 years in a place that was go, go, go. So I, again, have been very aware of kind of this concept and This approach to life and how we live it. And it came up for me a couple of times in these past couple of weeks when I didn't either ride my bike or I did a ride that was like a recovery ride. And how I felt about that. Like I woke up one morning. And I was like, I just don't feel like giving 100%. I am just not in the mood to like push myself today. I just don't want to. And then just kind of like all this negative self-talk like kind of came upon me like this big wave crashing into shore. And what I was hearing was basically what society is saying or what your, you know, employers say is like, I need to be working hard all the time because if I'm not working hard, then I'm not doing anything. And what I told myself at that time is like, rest is important. Recovery is important. It's just as important as doing the work. It is still work. It just looks a different way. Like you're not putting forth the same amount of energy. Like if you are resting or if you are recovering, like doing a recovery ride, like it's not the same amount of energy. So then do I assign a different level of value to that? And what I realized was that like, I did. I didn't feel like it was as valuable if I spent as if I spent another day pushing hard, doing a hard ride. It didn't have the same weight to me. And so I started really having this mental conversation with myself about why resting is important or why taking an easier ride is important and how its value is really the same, it just looks different. And just because it looks different doesn't mean that it's any less valuable. And I feel like I'm talking in circles, but this is what was going on in my mind. And then I was thinking how sad it was that I was even having this conversation with myself about taking like a ride that wasn't as like strenuous. And I was like, why can't I just take this ride and just let it be exactly what it is? I push hard a lot. I'm tired a lot. I'm emotionally drained and mentally drained a lot. I'm tired. It's okay if I want to take a break. And I shouldn't have to be going through all of these mental gymnastics to convince myself that it's okay. But we live in a world I feel where again, like the hustle and grind is celebrated where sacrificing like rest is celebrated. It's glorified and actually taking time to slow down. It's not as valuable. I mean, I think of like, you know, these productivity exercises that that these companies have where, you know, they want you to track like everything that you're doing to see how productive you are. And I was also thinking about like how, when I have like a bunch of days where I am just like running at breakneck speed at work, like I have calls, like I'm handling like employee relations type fires. I have meetings, like I will have like a day where it's not like that. And I'm exhausted and I want to do absolutely nothing. Why? Because I'm depleted. And employers don't take burnout seriously. It's like you constantly need to be pushing. And that's not good for anybody. Like eventually, like you're going to break down and you're going to break down in some way. and. When I was going through all of this about like the recovery ride, I was like, this this isn't good. There's value in the resting. There's value in relaxing. We can't be like that flower that's constantly in bloom. That's not how nature works. So why are we expected to function In a totally opposite capacity. I like, I get like a flower is a flower and we are human beings, but I believe that there is like this natural rhythm of all living creatures and like us as human beings, like we've just dialed this up like a thousand notches and we expect people to operate at a hundred percent and we often expect ourselves to operate at hundred percent because that's what we see everybody else doing. Or we think that's what everybody's doing. And maybe that is what everybody's doing, but who knows like what's actually going on behind the scenes. Who knows that like that person that looks like they have their, their shit together at work, like they're on their a game. Like, I don't know. How are their relationships? How are they like when the meetings end and they have to shut down for the night, like are, do they feel good about their themselves? Do they feel like they're showing up as the best version of themselves to other people? I don't know. And so when I was like kind of going through all of that in my head, I was like, this, this isn't something that I want to be doing. Like if I want to take a break, I want to take a break and I don't need to justify it to myself. And I don't need to think that I'm less than because I'm like, yeah, I just don't feel like doing this today. I had the same situation arise yesterday, although like the gymnastics were less. So I was tired yesterday morning and excuse me you know, I've ridden the bike every day for a few weeks and it's, it's hard to sometimes scale it back because I do enjoy it. Like it's, it's fun for me and I like pushing myself physically, but I also know, like, I do need to, to rein it in. And so yesterday I was like, I'm tired. I'm like, and I just don't feel like riding the bike. Like I just don't. So I'm not going to. And. I didn't. And I was actually really proud of myself for that. I, I didn't go through again, like that same level of gymnastics to get to that point. Um, I didn't feel like guilty. I just accepted that like, I was tired and I needed to pay attention to my body and you know, I take the on-demand classes. I've only ever taken one live class, and that was Saturday morning with like one of my favorite instructors, Dennis Morton. He's 45. So I'm like, oh, he's like my age. And he's very attractive. And there's something that when he looks in that camera that gets me all flustered. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, but I have seen other people make that same commentary. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. But all of the classes that I take are on demand. So I'm like, whatever class I was going to take. Today, which was the class that I actually ended up taking today, it's going to be there tomorrow. Like it's going to be there tomorrow, and I need to give my body a break. So, I did. I think like I did some. Stre- I did stretching. I remember I did um, like a twenty-minute stretching class, and then um, I actually ended up going for a walk. That turned into a partial run because I got bored walking but I did not run the whole way and it was still like a slower day for me I think my thing was like I needed to give myself permission to not get on the bike and that's what I did again like I I was like I I at least want to get out for a walk because I I like to be moving and then I was like huh going to run a little bit. So it's not a perfect story because I am not perfect, but again, like it was a very, it was a much slower pace of workout than what I typically do. And I was okay with it. And as I was saying, like, I thought about this, like in terms of like how we approach living our life and how so many of us are just, going in a hundred miles an hour, 90 to hundred percent of the time. And I don't believe that's like how we were designed to function. I don't believe that we're functioning at our best when we are always pushing ourselves. I think relaxing, breathing, taking time for yourself, chilling out on the couch and binge watching a show. Like Maybe that's something you do every Sunday. That's okay. And you know what? It's also okay if you don't do the dishes. I mean, like if they're gross and they have food on them, at least rinse them and put them in the dishwasher. But, you know, it's okay if like you're overwhelmed from your week and you don't feel like folding laundry or the laundry's folded and you just haven't put it away. It's okay if there's dust bunnies under the couch. Like, if you've had a hard week, your mental state is important. Your mental state is directly related to your physical being. And we don't prioritize it enough. I mean, I, I posted a reel today about that. That, you know, we let our ourselves be put through the ringer emotionally. We tolerate, or we try to tolerate like all of this stress and it takes its toll on us physically. Like, even if we're not like keeping score, if we're just like, Oh yeah, life is stressful, blah, blah, blah. Even if we're not keeping score, our body does, you know, I've, I had a friend who didn't manage his stress and he had a heart attack. I don't know if that was like a direct link, but I know how he was. I've had friends like start having seizures. I developed gastro issues because of stress. I developed migraines that I realized were induced by stress because whenever I've kind of reached my threshold. There will be one thing that pushes me over the edge and I'm like, oh, and, and there have been instances where it's like, I can link it to a conversation or a specific incident. And then I start having the vision problems. So it's like, I've realized that more often than not, it's stress induced. Like I remember one time I was in a counseling session and I started talking about my mom and my tongue started going numb, which is one of my symptoms. And then my eyesight got weird where I could only see like half of things. And then there was another instance where it's like, I was living with roommates. I had just gotten home. My roommate who's very loud, just started in on me about something. Like it wasn't even anything bad, but she was just very loud. And f- less than five minutes later, like I had vision problems and I'm just like, oh yeah, it's because it's, it's when I feel stressed and, I've just kind of reached my breaking point and there's something that pushes me over the edge, you know? So there, so there is a mind body connection and we need to be paying attention to the amount of downtime that we actually allow ourselves to have and accepting rest and relaxation and recovery. You know, if it's recovery from a hard week, like we make that part of our normal because these people that are going all the time, you can't tell me that they're in the greatest state of health. Like, I just don't, I just don't believe that. And so I think, you know, when we look at the cycle of nature, it makes sense to me. And if we start looking at that more as like, kind of guidance on how we should be functioning like in our lives. maybe we would feel differently. like maybe we would even be interacting with each other differently. We wouldn't be as stressed out so we might actually be nicer to people. we might be more patient with people because we don't I don't I don't believe that we're the best version of ourselves and we're always always pushing ourselves to work harder, to do more. And so when I had that realization, when I was like trying to convince myself that it was okay to do a recovery ride, I was like, this is, this is a metaphor for like so much in just life and in terms of how we function and what's been normalized. And as I've said before, like just because something has been normalized doesn't mean that it's healthy. And we have normalized like a hustle and grind culture. We have normalized like our value and our worth being based on like our productivity. And I just think that's bullshit. And so if you've gained anything from this episode, I really hope it's normalizing recovery, rest, and relaxation, normalizing that for you, normalizing that as a way of being. You know, I was thinking for some reason in the shower this morning, like we are human beings, we're not human doings. And and I, I do think it is kind of cheesy, but it actually does make a lot of sense because there is so much focus on the doing. And I think there's more focus now on the being than there was previously. But just because there's mo- more focus on it doesn't mean that like we have it right, we have it figured out, doesn't mean it's perfect, right? So normalize recovery, relaxation, rest, like normalize that as just part of your process for just functioning in life and know that you don't have to justify that. When you look out in the world, there are like cycles and we have normalized functioning at a high speed, but that doesn't mean that it's healthy. And that doesn't mean that it's the way that we should be functioning. So I hope you found this helpful. I hope it made sense. It makes sense in my mind. It doesn't mean that it translates well, but I think it did. If you feel like it did, then I would love to hear from you. So you can send me a DM on Instagram at it's actually Christy K-R-I-S-T-I. You can also send me an email at Christy K-R-I-S T I at extraordinary.com Also, if you love the podcast, if you are glad that it's back, if you haven't yet rated it, if you haven't yet followed, please do so. You can rate the review. Or rate the podcast. You can rate the podcast on both Spotify and Apple and on Apple Podcasts. You can also leave a review. If you do any of those things, I would be so, so grateful. And if you do those things, let me know so I can personally thank you because I appreciate it. I think I have like 10 ratings on Apple and two reviews and I could use more (laughs) because If you like it, if you find this podcast helpful, chances are someone else is going to as well. And when you rate it, when you review it, it boosts like some algorithm thing and it pushes it out to more people. And the world needs more of me, I think. I'm just kidding. Or am I? I don't know. So thank you as always for listening. I appreciate you so, so much. And I encourage you to stay kind, stay compassionate, and stay curious with yourself and others, and I'll talk with you soon.